Welcome back to another Youth Senate podcast. We've been off for about two weeks as we get the best summer ever started here at the Youth Center. And uh, we want to crank up our podcast schedule for the rest of the summer. And I'm so excited today to have three of our top student athletes here at North Andover High School. Uh, they're going to come in and talk about the culture that they experience and they're part of and something that they actually build upon with our track program, track and field program at the high school. So my guest today is Ashley Callahan, uh, the Goose Man, okay? Uh, and we also have, and the Goose will say who he really is, and we have the famous Molly Nugent. So I'm gonna have these guys actually talk a little bit about themselves. We know them as track and field athletes, that's why we asked them to come on this podcast today. Uh, but more so, I wanna know, I want you to tell our listeners, who are you with the other parts of your life? Would you like to start? Sure. Um, hi, I'm Ashlyn Callahan. Um, I've lived in North Andover pretty much my whole life. I went to Thompson Elementary School. When I was younger, I played field hockey, basketball, and I started youth track in fourth grade, I think. Um, so at the high school, I've played field hockey and indoor and outdoor track all four years. Um, I also am part of the Best Buddies Club and Student Ambassadors. Um, yeah, I'm going to be a rising senior, so. Awesome. All right, Will, tell us the Goose story. Uh, so my name's Goose, um, but given name is Will Gossman. Um, I graduated this year from North Andover, and I'm going to Northeastern next year. Um, I did soccer and tennis and basketball all throughout, like, elementary school to middle school. Um, and then when high school started, I tried track and loved it. Um, and I did the open 400, the through javelin, and the 4x400 relay. Awesome. I didn't know you were a tennis player, too. Yeah. We'll have to talk offline on that. <laughs> I'm a big tennis fan. For sure. All right, Mom. I'm Molly Nugent. I just graduated from North Vanderbilt High School, and I'll be going to Clemson next year. Uh, I've been doing track since third grade, and I also used to play field hockey, and I ran cross country for a couple of years as well. And I also was a student ambassador in high school and was also involved with the youth center a lot. Absolutely. Well, welcome and thank you for coming on. Today's topic is to get a little bit of the, the student athlete's perspective on team culture. Uh, I'm pretty outspoken about team culture. I consider myself somewhat of an expert. I do a lot of speaking. I do a lot of working with high school and college groups on building team culture. So this is actually a passion of mine. And um, we're going to have your track coaches on later in the summer to get more of the coach's perspective. But I wanted to get the kid perspective. Um, and we got, we got to get this done before Molly heads south with college. So uh, that's what we're doing today. So again, thanks for coming on. And I do have a number of questions. And hopefully we can have an open dialogue on this. But, you know, when you guys... When you guys first started track, whether it be freshman year, in Molly's case, you know, growing up in the track coach's family, it's been a part of her life the whole time. But I'd like to hear from all three of you on this is what did you know about the track culture when you first started? So, Molly, why don't you start? Uh, yeah, so I think my situation is definitely different because I was basically born into this whole track family situation. And um, I think growing up, it was always something I knew I wanted to be a part of, not just because my dad was the coach, but I, my cousins are in track, and I would go to the track party every year at my grandmother's house, and I would, it would just, the energy was contagious, and I knew that it was always a sport I would do, and as soon as I was old enough in third grade, I um, joined the youth track program, and 
I don't know, it's just something amazing that's always been a part of my life. So, and we, we talk about this famous um, track, uh, Breakup Party, that you have at your grandparents' house. And uh, so you actually saw that as a young kid, even before you were in the program. And as, as you saw that and you inter, you know, connected with the males and the females from the high school on that, you wanted to be like them someday? Absolutely. I think uh, that party definitely was the epitome of what track uh, was and is now. And I think... I don't know, I, I feel like you can't go and not want to be a part of it. Just the energy and just seeing everyone, everyone was friends with each other. It was a lot different than I think your typical uh, end of season banquet and yeah. I, I loved it. Definitely contagious. Goose, how about you? Same question. Uh, about the banquet itself? No, more on, you know, what did you know about the track culture yeah, when so you first my, started? My experience is almost completely different from Molly's. I knew nothing about track going into it and I just had a couple teachers and like friends that said I should try it going into like the outdoor season um, and funny enough my parents actually signed me up for youth track but I was always too scared to go because I didn't want to run um, but uh, but yeah when I started it in high school you could see from like very quickly that it's just completely different from anything else that you do absolutely and how about you um, when I was younger I knew like some high schoolers like family friends or whatever and all of them like loved the track program and they would only had good things to say about it and I also knew like the team was really successful and it was like a really strong sport in the town and then when I joined youth track um, all the coaches were so nice and like so helpful and I just remember like wanting to be them when I was in high school so that's what I knew about it yeah and you said you talked to some older kids that always had good things to say about the program I actually believe that your present and you guys probably did this this year and last year is your great recruiters for young kids wanting to to join the program? When you talk to those older kids, I was like, what did what did they say about the track program? Um, they talked about like um, the environment definitely, and like how supportive it was, and how everyone like wanted to be there and was like friendly with each other. And they talked about how it was like it was a fun sport; it wasn't like something that they dreaded. And they all really enjoyed like doing track and being at practice every day. Yeah. I don't come across many kids, and you guys know I, I come in contact daily with hundreds of kids. I never have anyone that says they hate going to track, you know. And again, it's different. Like, we're going to talk about Will. He does a lot more of the field events. You guys do more of the running events. Um, but every kid kind of talks about that it's a, it's a good experience. So let me ask uh, let me ask you, Will, mm-hmm. when you got to know, you were recruited, you said, from a couple of coaches, maybe a couple of kids, and it yeah. sounds like they said to you, this would be a great sport for you, you you're athletic, you could do this or whatever, but when you started to meet those coaches for the first time, and the one thing about track, I can't keep them all track, what do you have, like 30 coaches or something? Is it? I think something like that. Largest, largest coaching yeah. staff in the state. Absolutely, you need a whole bus just for the coaching staff. <laughs> um, and, I, and I know a lot of them personally, and some of them I didn't even know were, were actually, I didn't even know Sabrina works for me yeah, as, a, yeah. as a coach, you know, and obviously I know Connor Mean in a different life and, and that type of thing. but. You know, what did you get from kind of the coaches when you first started Goose? Was there a, you know, a, a welcoming, more of like, what was the feel like when you first met with the coaches? Probably the first thing is they don't feel like coaches themselves. They're all so laid back about certain things and like there's so much like small talk beyond just like coaching itself. Um, so they create such a, a nice community where you feel free to express yourself any way you want. 
Um, I know that, like, for me, this past couple of years, it's been, like, Coach Miller and Coach O'Connell who've been more than, like, just coaches, just, like, friends. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what it's been. Because those guys are a little bit closer in age. Yeah, to you the, like, too. yeah. Um, but obviously, so you looked at it as not just this older adult coach, but more of someone that you had a relationship yeah. with um, and everything else. How did you feel about that, Molly, with the coaches? Obviously, you, you, you live with one of them, so let's <laughs> let's exclude him for a second. Uh, but when you think of some of the other coaches, how are they engaging new people into the program? I think they could not be better at it. Honestly, the, this year I had two hurdle coaches, Sabrina and then also Coach Fagan, who both are new additions this year. And they kind of just like what Will was saying, they feel like my friends and they feel like they're there for me. Um, just in all aspects of my life, they want me to be a better athlete, but they also want me to be a better person. And I think uh, that's the same for for all of their athletes that they see every single day. And they're, they're talking to us about how our day was and how school is. Um, they just, yeah, they want the best for us. Yeah, so I talk, um, and you know what I think of my culture here, but one of the things you're bringing up is that what I think the kids appreciate that work for me is that I ask them how their day is, that I actually ask them how their family is. And I'm not saying that other coaches don't do that, but it becomes more than just you know being like the guy running the youth center, or in your case, the person that's coaching you, right? They wanna know, and they almost really want to be part of your life too. And you, do you kind of feel that, that that's an important thing for you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Ash? Do you, is it important for you to have them concerned and being almost involved with your life more than just even the track stuff? Yeah, it definitely is. Like, um, I know my coaches will ask about things like outside of track because they know it affects like how you run and like how you are as a person. They definitely care about yeah. that, not just you like as a runner. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very obvious to me. All right, one of the things that I'm, I'm pretty outspoken about track is I look at it as an extremely all-inclusive sport. Um, you know, and not to get into different groups of kids or whatever. When I look at the track program, I see all type of kids. And if I'm wrong on anything, please let me know. This is more of my vantage point. Like, when I see you guys are practicing at the high school, or like the runners when they run by the youth center here, I'm like, wow, so many different types of kids. And I'm not just talking freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. I'm talking kids that have other interests in life, other kids that play other sports. And what is incredible for me to observe is how you all interconnect with each other. So we know it's a non-cut sport, right? So anybody can join, nobody gets cut. Um, but it's amazing how everybody kind of finds a niche there, but it's not just your niche. Like, I'm gonna go on the limb here. Have you met lots of different types of kids by just being part of the track program? Yeah, definitely. I think there's a huge emphasis placed on seniors and like older kids. Uh, kind of like indoctrinating a bunch of younger kids into the culture itself without them really knowing. Um, so how does that stop? Is that from just the older kids, or does Steve and the rest of the starts, staff kind of tell the students? Yeah, it they starts do with their, like the head coaches really, because they kind of like force the not force because you really enjoy doing it, but they have the the seniors like the senior leaders kind of like make groups and really try to include every single kind of person there from all the way down to freshmen. Um, so by the end, you really have like a nice relationship, not just with your own friends that you already had, but all the way down to the freshman. But let's be honest. Why, and I think the three of you is a no-brainer to me because I know you personally. Why is it such a welcoming sport? Well, I think right from the get-go, the fact that it's no-cut, I think people know right away they can go and there's going to be a place for them, whether they're managing or 
field events, running sure. events, whatever they're doing, even the um, freshman JV varsity. Um, in most sports, it's separate from one another, but I think the fact that we all are constantly practicing together, even boys and girls, and intermingling constantly throughout practice schedules and meets, I think that is a, a key difference from other sports that really um, sets the track program apart. Absolutely. You talk about a little bit of this mentorship program, which I'll call a mentorship program. Um, I like how you said it, uh, you indoctrinate some of the younger kids or whatever. Um, but when I really look at you know this track program, um, I see every year, and I, I'm big into culture being sustained, right? So I over the years I've been here, I've seen some teams in all different sports that a certain year they've had a great culture, okay? And the great culture has, I don't know, sent them to postseason play and they've done really well. And then the next year the team doesn't do too well and the culture's not too really good. The one thing I've seen with this track program is I've seen a culture with this program long before the three of you have been in the program. I believe that I'm I'm going to see this culture continue to to grow and sustain long after you guys are gone. How does that happen? I think there's a huge emphasis placed on um, doing things beyond just the track. Um, like we talked about it before with the end of year party. Um, that is really completely different from any other banquet that any other team would have. Um, and then also at the end of the indoor season, after like a big meet uh, in Boston, we all go to Faneuil Hall and hang out there, which is another event that makes it feel less like a team and more just like a group of friends hanging out. So it goes from one point, you know, whether you're at the Reggie Lewis Center competing and then you end up at Faneuil Hall, it goes from being a competition to being a social event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you guys appreciate that and you like yeah. that? Okay. I think for a lot of kids even track itself isn't a competition, it's just a social event. Right. So not everybody is competing and all of you have competed at a high level. Um, and I was giving um, Ashling a, a little bit of crap today. I made her come in and give me my autograph. Um, and of course, I, I started it off by writing um, to Rick, my favorite boss of all time. Um, and then I made her sign because I don't know if she ends up at the Olympics. That might be something that's worth something at one point. So I do have you and I do appreciate uh, the autograph. But you obviously were a nice article about you in the paper. Goose, I saw a nice article about you in the paper last week. And, you know, obviously there's that piece where you guys are competing and all three of you want to compete and you want to do well. But I also know some kids that they just want to be part of a team. Yeah. And they're never probably going to place. They're never going to be going to all states or something like that. But they feel from the minute they get there that they're part of something. And how cool is that? I think it's great. I mean, you can see... Um, there's such a team environment that people they'll be not even be in the varsity lineup. They'll be just be running JV, and then they'll win the meet, and they'll feel like they did so much for the team. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about some of the other stuff you do too. So I show up at my well, actually I wasn't home, and then I get a text from your father, uh, who's at my house, dropping off all of these donations for my son's homeless program, which he does an amazing job at, and. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. This was a whole track initiative. You've done some other community service activities and stuff like that. Where does that come from? Again, is it it's, it's something that the track program does that we believe in more just than just the competition stuff that we're going to give back to the community? Is this stuff that's instilled in from the coaches, the seniors? How does that all work? Um, I think it is definitely coming from the coaches. Like 
I know just like within our team like there's an expectation that like if you're not running you come to the meet and you help and like I know people volunteered when we were hosting meets and stuff like that and like I know our coaches were telling us that like other teams were impressed with like how everyone like helps out and everyone like um, gives back even if they're not like competing so that's just within our team but it definitely comes from the coaches. It's a perfect example. So this year we held a, and again, if I say the wrong, correct me, but it was some kind of a state meet at the high school. At the same time, we were having town meeting. Yeah. And I needed to find a parking space, which is not easy, right? So thank God Officer Enright worked for me at one time. So he secures this spot for me. So I'm walking, but the parking spot is up at the track field, but I got to go to the football field. So as I'm walking back, I run into a friend of mine who I didn't know his daughter um, is really good she does the job on two goose and she's from Reading and she qualified and stuff like that. But the first thing he said to me was um, about how we were running this. And, you know, despite the fact that it was crazy with all the cars because of the two events, but they talked about, and this guy actually went to college with Steve Nugent, which was, it was one of those weird days where you how do you know Steve Nugent? How do you know Rick Gorman? That type of thing. And, you know, he just complimented, but what he, one of the things he complimented on was that the volunteers, the kids that were doing other things that weren't competing that day, but they were part of this, this family. And I think that's stuff that, you know, whether it comes from the coaches or from the seniors or whatever, that's something that I look at more as not a team, but more as a family. Yeah. So when I think of this family thing is, so probably about 10 years ago, I saw these pictures um, of the end of the year party at your grandparents' house mall. And I actually just, you know, there was some people that wrote things about it, and I saw a ton of pictures, and I'm like, wow, this is kind of like a cool end of the year thing. Now, I get it. Sometimes it's tough in the wintertime or whatever. You got to have a little bit of a banquet or whatever in the gym, and, and, in the cafeteria. And you guys had that this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But nothing's ever going to replace this um, cult favorite end of the summer pool party. So Molly, you you obviously been going to that since you before you were a player, and you guys have been going as players. What is that whole thing like? Because all you keep working it, you keep saying like, we we think it's different than any other one. So why is it different? I think typically when you think of an end of the season banquet, there's you know the coaches make speeches, and then there's awards, and maybe you take some photos, and then you're out of there. And that does happen at our track banquets, but I think also at the especially the end of the season spring banquet at my grandparents' house, there people are swimming, playing basketball, everyone's talking, and even after the whole awards ceremony, people stick around and they're eating and chatting and making new friends and. I don't know, I think that's just something really special because you don't really see that very often anywhere else. Um, and I know this party is definitely a fan favorite of my family's every year. They look forward to hosting it, and I think um, the, the team looks forward to going. So, yeah. How about the perspective from you two? You're not Nugent's. You don't actually yeah. live in this house. So what's yours? Why is it Why is it a very cool end of the year thing? Well, I think it's different also because the coaches have made a conscious effort in recent years to take to speak less and less about the track season itself and all the track accomplishments you made and kind of just let the kids do what they want and like just hang out and have a good time and like finish the season like they how they want to finish. Um, so like when you get there, I think, I don't know, I don't know how long you usually spend there, but it's like five hours or yeah. something. I think they speak for maybe half an hour in total. And it's just about you guys bonding and stuff. Yeah. How's it been for you? 
this is really awkward, but I've never been because I was on vacation my freshman year. Okay. And then we didn't have it last year, but because I've definitely heard all about it. Yeah. And when it, did it happen this year? It did not, no. Is, is I it going to happen? Think, um, I, Up in the air? You never know. You never know. Ooh, we got to put I some don't... pressure on uh, Coach Nugent yeah. to see that because it's the biggest thing. Ashling has to experience yeah. this, all right? So yeah. we I'll be back out. next year, I'm guessing. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to put a little pressure in on that. All right. You are all YC workers and track athletes. You know, you've heard me say it many a times, and I know after I said it at our training, I think it was you, Goose, that said that a few of you had talked about yeah. what I said afterwards. And I, I don't make any apologies for it. I honestly believe um, that there's a lot of great cultures out there. I think from a student perspective, a ta- uh, youth perspective, I think there's no better uh, culture than ours here at the youth center and the track program. So with being both of those, a YC worker and a track lead, what, what do you see as some of the similarities between the two cultures? I mean, one thing I see um, is probably just the, the type of kids that do both things. I feel like almost every kid in, in both categories is really just, like, always outgoing and not afraid to, like, speak to other people and make new friends and, like, invite new kids into hanging out. Um, like, I know for me, when I was starting at Sergeant last year, I was kind of nervous because I didn't really know a whole lot of kids. But one of, like, the first, like, friends I had was Billy Reed, who I had known from Javelin. Um, and uh, it just kind of made things a lot easier because he was super outgoing and would and bring me into and bring me into things. Um, and I got to know all the guys really well. Um, I think for track it's the same way because kids will kind of just like want to do that and bring kids in and and just make new friends. Nice. What about you? Um, I think there's like the same emphasis on like self motivation and like being disciplined and like I think it was Ben last year who said like you only get um, as much out of this job as you put in and I think it's the same for track and. Like, you see the people that work hard every day, and, like, most of the kids who work at track and most of the kids who, I mean, do track and most of the kids who work here will put in as much as they can and as much effort into their job and into track. So I think you get, like, the overlap of really hardworking people in both jobs. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, obviously you guys have had a rough week working for us when it's 95 degrees all four days, and... uh, I mean, the reality is I think we empower you guys to be the best you possibly can, and you guys do not disappoint. Like, you, you know what we dealt with last year, and, and obviously what we're dealing with right now is, you know, we try to empower you and motivate you guys to be hard workers, but I will, I will put our workers up against any other youth workers in the state, and I think that's probably the same with track. I mean, you guys really bought into this. What about you on that, Maul, in terms of the similarities? You've been with us a long time. And of the three of you, you're probably the most involved with a lot of other things at the youth center, like youth council and stuff like that. I just think that working at the youth center, especially in the summer, it feels, it doesn't feel like a job, if I'm being honest. It just feels like I'm hanging out with the kids, I'm hanging out with the other counselors, and we're playing games, and we're just having fun. And I think... Honestly, the same goes for track. I, just, I go there and I'm just I'm running with my friends and I or I'm doing a workout, but it's not. It never feels like a chore. It never feels like oh I have to go to track today. I'm always excited to show up and I leave with a smile on my face every day. Yeah, I mean I it's really good and that's why I can't promise everybody that I'm going to hire every track person, but it, it's a no brainer when I look at the res uh, the application and if you're part of the track program. The one thing I take away from that is at least I know that you know what culture is and that you know what sustained culture is. And that's a that's a major plus for me when I choose people. All right, let's talk a little bit. Um, 
in terms of track is sometimes an individual sport. So, Will, you um, obviously did the javelin, okay? You guys running and hurdling. Again, it's individual, okay? Um, the only thing where it becomes more or less of an individual when you have your, uh, you're on a couple of the relays, you got the relay, uh, so you're working more with four people or whatever. But it amazes me for an individual sport where, you know, I've seen other track programs where the javelin guy probably doesn't even know the hurdler, right? And he only worries about his thing. With you guys, I see you guys going to chair other people and other events. Um, and you have this unbelievable team. How, how does that happen? How does it go from being more, I'm just more than my event to being the team event? I think from the start, um, the coaches don't really like, not they don't care about the individual successes, but they just care so much more about team successes. And as um, athletes coming into that, you really buy into the team success over the individual success. Um, so like say I was throwing javelin way down at the bottom field, I'll always do my best to try to come back up and support my teammates on the track. Um, and I think that just kind of really starts with the coaches themselves. Yeah. Well, do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. And I know the coaches like always talk about like if we're trying to win like conference championships as a team, you need everyone, like you need every event group. So like um, it just makes sense that we're all like supporting each other. Like, no one person can be successful and, like, lead the team to a victory. Like, you need every single one, every single person to perform. So that's why we all, like, support each other so much. Yeah, I mean, this is where I'm putting your track program uh, against other track programs. So I actually did a culture workshop for another track program that this was a problem for them. They they wanted me to come in to talk a little bit about what, what, what you guys just talked about. I should have brought you three in and paid you guys to talk about it because that's really what it was. It was more about not just carrying your athletic bag for just your event, but you know how to celebrate team success on that. So we have two seniors, graduates, heading to college, Northeastern and Clemson, right? And we have the backbone of the program. One of you, one of the people to be back there next year, okay? So let me ask you two. We'll ask this question, ask them next year. You've now graduated the program. What would you say your legacy has been to this program? I, How will you be remembered? I just would hope that I was the same type of leader that the older kids were to me when I was a freshman. Even when I was in the youth program, the volunteer coaches just getting me excited about being there every day. Um, and honestly now, just thinking that my track days are behind me, it's really hard to say goodbye at a banquet, very, very bittersweet uh, mm -hmm. moment. And I just want them, not, not them to feel sad at the end of it, but just to realize how much they got out of those years and not just, not, not just success on the track and in the field events, but just all the memories that they've made with their friends and with the team. Goose mentions his relationship with starting Summer Fun, that Billy Reed was also someone on the track. When you were a young, maybe a ninth grader, who would have been one of those seniors that kind of you looked up to in the track program? that would be proud of you today four years later? I think definitely some of the hurdlers who were there when I was just an underclassman, like uh, Sydney Pensavalli and Sid. Sarah Lavery were there, only a couple years older than me, but I think they had definitely a great impact on me. And then right. Sydney is also a youth center worker as well. So you had that connection too. Right? Yeah, so. For sure. Yeah. Do you think those those two would be proud of you four years later? I, I hope so. Later. I hope they would, yeah kind of they, what they left behind and left me to kind of 
uh, takeover for the hurdles, at least, um, kind of being the, the head leader, the experienced person. So. Awesome. Goose, what's your legacy to this program? I mean, hopefully pretty similar. I know, like we talked about with Billy, who's like, kind of just like a role model when I was like an underclassman. Um, and I really hope that I could be a role model to some of, the under, some of the underclassmen that I was like kind of competing with this year. Um, and I know that we had a couple um, that were like kind of like always just like kind of with their, their own freshman and like sophomore group. They would always try to like make a conscious effort to like bring in and like joke around and treat like one of our friends. Um, so I just hope that they feel the same way as I felt with the Who's maybe a freshman this year that you took on the yo wing? Uh, we got we got a couple. We got Wyatt Sanchez. Yeah. Will Slayton. Okay. And so on. Nice. Yeah. So you feel pretty good about how you kind of mentored them a little bit? Yeah. Awesome. Hopefully. I mean, good chance they break our four by four record in a couple of years, but uh, And that will that be a bad thing or a good thing? I mean, I think the word's bittersweet. I think you always <laughs> want to see. Your records uh, stay, but I mean, if someone's gonna break it, I hope it's those guys. And you guys had a year that lots of that happened this year. Yeah. Records were broken. So you heard them, they're out, they're the old people that are heading out here. You still got a year here, you'll be one of our leaders next year in the track program. What would you hope that your legacy will be here a year from now? Um, pretty much the same thing that both of them said, that I'm like the same mentor to the younger athletes that the older athletes were to me. Awesome. All right, now I'm going to put your uh, marketing salesman jobs on. Um, we're in the summertime right now, uh, but obviously we have a group of ninth graders coming in, large group of eight, just graduated eighth graders. They're going to find out where they're going to be at the high school. They're going to find out what clubs they want to join. They're going to find out what sports they would want. If Steve Nugent put the three of you at an information table right now, and there was an incoming ninth grader, or friends uh, that would come in and want to join this program, how would you sell your program? I just tell them, don't be stupid. Like, it's such a great community that everyone everyone who's in it loves it, and everyone will always be there for you, even beyond the years you graduate, um, and that it'd just be a dumb decision if you're not doing anything else to not do track. What about you, Mom? I, just like what Will was saying, I think everyone who does track are just genuinely good people and they want what's best for you. And I've personally met some of my best friends um, through the track program and some of them have since graduated and we're still just as close as we were when we were racing together. Um, and yeah, I think I think if you can, definitely go out for indoor or outdoor track, both maybe. So what I'm hearing is long-term relationships can yeah, be formed. Yeah, 100%. This. You know, as you're going off to college, you talked about a few of the kids that were older than you that you're probably, the common denominator was you met during track, but the relationships became a lot more than that, right? Definitely. How are you selling this program? Exactly the same way. Like, the relationships you'll build with your coaches and with um, everyone else on the team will be, like, unlike any other sport or any other club at the high school. And, um, oh, what was I going to say? You can come back to it. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll jump in when you want to remember that thing here. I got a question as you're thinking about that. Um, I watch a lot of teams, you know, and not to sing all the sports, but I, I actually watch mannerisms. I watch body language. And not just in games, practice, um, different things like that. I don't know if this is a, if I can prove this analytic stat or not, but why do track kids always smile? <laughs> I think everyone just just wants to be at track. 
like I said earlier, it doesn't feel like kind of a burden to be to be there, even though some of the meets are like ten hours long all day, taking up a lot of your free time. I think everyone everyone wants to be there. They want to be with their friends. They want to talk to the coaches. They want to compete. They want to get better. I I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. Well, that's one of the similarities that I think about that I take away from your program in my culture here is you know. It was nine. How bad was it yesterday? Ninety-seven degrees. Yeah. Uh, it stunk. There's the only way I can tell you. But I look outside, and every staff member is smiling. There's no whining. There's like, yeah, we got a job to do. And I'm sure you'd rather be in someone's pool right now, but you're you're working your butt off. But I, I it is amazing to me about what, and whenever I see the track players, and I'm sure there's times they don't smile. But the overwhelming thing to me is you're always smiling. So. I'm going to do a little research on that, by the way, about smiling versus track. All right. How much has social media made people aware of track culture? So I'm a big social media guy, more on Twitter than anything else. Um, but what I've seen is, and I'm not sure who totally is running it, whether it's Steve Nugent or DJ Sturdivant or any of the coaches, because I'm now following every track coach who has their own Twitter site now. Um, like last weekend, uh, my, my timeline was tied up with every single coach. Who was reporting every single score and time? I felt like I didn't need to be at the to know that. But I think your program has done a good job of incorporating social media in a good way. Um, obviously, you know your most recent accomplishment. They give you credit for it, whatever. But it doesn't just become about one person. They're mentioning all different people. There's pictures, and again, I see all these smiling faces. Now maybe the coach is saying smile, but how has social media kind of built up your program? I feel like it just makes it more widespread, like very easily. Like you said, you weren't even at the meet, but you felt like you were there. Yeah. You felt like you were with the community. Um, and I think that even beyond just the the social media that uh, coaches put out, there's a bunch of social media accounts just of like kids. Kids. Like okay. I know there's like a girls long sprints account. Really? Yeah. Yes. Really? That, yeah. That <laughs> posts like a, a lot about even like the indoor and outdoor. Um, that kind of just like creates their own like community. Yeah. For them. I like it. I didn't even know that. Yeah. I'll have to start following all of them, too. But I do think, you know, and kudos to kids and staff. I think I think coaches, I've talked to coaches a lot, and, and there's some coaches that are afraid of social media, by the way, quite frankly, right? They don't want it to turn into a bad thing. I'm on a thing called a fireside chat with basketball coaches, and one of the questions was, when is social media too much? And I, we, we actually talked about that. Sometimes it gets to the point where... Maybe it's over the top. Maybe you're pumping up one kid too much when you should talk more about it. So there are some things that people probably got to work on. But I think overall, social media can serve so many purposes. I got to imagine your parents follow a lot of those social media accounts just to stay up to date with what's going on. And the pictures are really good, by the way. It's not just some candid shot. We get you know action photos and you know the, the medals and stuff. It's just really good. So I would say major kudos to whoever's that director of your social media account. Is that stupid Steve Nugent, by the way? It is, yeah. It is. All right. <laughs> he's, he's humble, so he'll never tell me that. All right. I'm going to start with you, Ashley. you still got a year left. we got to keep reminding people that. What are some of your fondest memories of the track program? Oh, okay. Um, I forgot about going to Faneuil Hall after MVCs, but that's always really fun. And we used to have indoor meets at BU, mm -hmm. and like after you run, there's like a star market right there, and all these like <laughs> restaurants. So everyone goes to like get food, and that's really fun, like being in the city. Um, during practices, I feel like practices are usually fun, like even if like the distance team has a workout or something. Um, 
well, like, get perfectos after, so, like, you know, you feel better, I guess. Um, we also, like, during distance practice, sometimes we'll play capture the flag, and if it's a really hot day, we do cool off. I'm not going to elaborate too much more on that, but, <laughs> yeah. yep. So it's a lot of the stuff that's outside of the actual track activity. Yeah. We just got a visit about an hour ago from um, my surrogate son, George Niang, who plays for the Utah Jazz. And whenever we get together, me, him, and my son, we actually, and we traveled the country for basketball, but we never talk about the basketball. You know what we talk about? Playing capture the flag, playing uh, football, you know, after the thing, going to restaurants, okay, staying over with an overnight trip or something like that. And I always get intrigued with that because that's really the culture, right? Everyone's going to remember you, you won that race and, and everything else. But your fondest memories might be exactly what you said, this incognito uh, water day that you have there or whatever. <laughs> but obviously that's something on that. What are your fondest memories, Goose? Beyond what Ashley mentioned, as we did like a, a huge uh, program, um, there's two that I'm thinking of right now. And one was just this past weekend when we had the Allstate meet. Yep. Um, my whole 4x4 team drove up and down together. Um, and it was like an hour and a half ride. And it just was like, just an hour and a half just in the car with everyone and it just like it was just so much fun talking with everyone and it was just great um and then another one that has come to mind that's beyond just the track is like two years ago i think or sophomore year uh during the state relay meet me and owen phelan got some double bacon cheeseburgers from <laughs> from the meet and they were to die for they're the greatest thing ever invented and we talked about it even this past week uh, about asking to asking the concession stand to make some for us, but you know, I love it. So again, you know, you've got some great track memories competition wise, but again, you're mentioning some of the other stuff. Yeah. Molly, what about you? Uh, my one of my favorite memories is definitely during the indoor season at the BU meets, like Ashlyn was talking about. Um, my race is always one of the first of the day, and then after, as soon as it over, um, I would head over to Star Market and get some some food. It was different every single time, but I'd always look forward to going over there with some of my friends and um, I don't know just yeah definitely not track related but on the track I think my favorite meet every year is state relays just because it's when the most uh, athletes are involved and there's a bunch of different events that aren't normally run at our typical dual meets and I think the energy at those meets is just unlike unlike any other and uh, we often win too <laughs> so that can't hurt yeah <laughs> that's awesome you guys gonna miss track you too yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Yeah, yeah. No just having that community is, yeah. is just different. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, let me ask you a few more questions and then we'll get you out of here. Um, as athletes, I'm going to start with asking on this. What would you want that 33 coaching staff, I mean, however the number is, um, what would you want them to know about your personal experience? Um, my experience was amazing. I don't think there's anything bad I can say about it. And I think they just, like... Even at practice when they're like giving me a workout, like I'll always like listen to what they have to say because I know they have like so much knowledge and everything they say has only helped me. Um, they're so supportive and I feel like they like give every athlete like so much like confidence and like make them really enjoy track. Awesome. Molly, what about you? I think honestly a coach really makes or breaks your experience with sports and you could have a good experience growing up and playing in like the youth leagues and then you get to high school and sometimes you end up you know falling out of love with the sport that you've done sure. your whole life and I think our coaching staff has just done an impeccable job of keeping us 
motivated and keeping us, you know, loving what we do and everything about it. And I think they are really the backbone of, of what of what the track program is and it, the extension beyond what just the sport itself. Nice. How about you, Will? Uh, I would just say thank you. I, looking back on it, um, I don't think I could have had a better four years with any of the coaches. They're all they're pretty much perfect throughout, even though like we'd be running and killing ourselves and workouts and stuff. You always had a great time and you'd always just be complaining about it and they'd be cracking jokes back with you. Um, and it was just a great time to be a part of and I just wanted to say thank you to all of them for the great four years. What have you, uh, I'll start with Molly on this, what have, what have you learned about yourself because of the track culture? Definitely leadership this year. I have always been super, I think on the quieter side, I would think of myself, I often get really nervous speaking up in big crowds and track, the track team is Massive. Extremely, yeah, one of the largest in the school, obviously. Um, and I think just the past year or two as an upperclassman, just getting out of my shell and being able to talk to a bunch of different groups, not just the hurdlers, but just everyone. Um, yeah, and, I, and hopefully so contributing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What about you, Ashton? Um, I think I've learned like how much I like to compete. Like I feel like when I came in, I used to be really nervous about like running and like racing. And I feel like now it's just like fun and like I want to do well for like my teammates. So I think I learned like how competitive I was, I guess. Yeah. So you learned to compete. Mm -hmm. right? Okay. Awesome. Well, what'd you learn about yourself through this culture program? It's kind of been a bit of both for me. Like I think coming into high school and really even like last year, I was like a very quiet kid. And I feel like through track and being more a leadership role this year and um, as well as like working at the youth center the past year, I became like more outgoing and more okay with like public speaking and like kind of uh, speak my mind um, and additionally I like realized I was a lot more competitive than I was and like that urge to win was like a huge piece that I didn't really like know I had and like like she said I would be super nervous before a race or something like that whereas like the whole all this year I just like I'd be like just egging on ready to run the whole, the whole meet. So I've personally seen that growth with you so you and I had a different life with basketball when yeah. we were younger and one of my things was, I always thought you had the potential to be a really good basketball player, but I didn't know if you had that killer instinct to want to compete all the time. You were good, but I didn't know if you had that killer. And I saw this with your track season this year in particular, that I think you wanted to compete. You wanted to be as, yeah. as good as you did, which is re really nice to see. A lot of people on that are going to listen to this may be coaches that looked in the mirror and said... I gotta probably look at my program's culture. I gotta try to get maybe a little bit of what the track program has or the youth center. What would be your advice that maybe you'd say to a to a coach out there that would like to work on his culture with his program or her program? I'd say maybe try to just take a step back from the sport itself. Focus less on kind of just like grilling your players and like kind of like coaching them into the ground and kind of just taking a step back and, and realizing it's more than just a sport. And um, it's kind of simple. If, if, you're, if you're happy, you're going to play better regardless. And if you feel that you have too much pressure on you, um, you're not going to be able to compete as well. Um, so just kind of taking a step back and realizing that it's more than just a sport itself, I think would be a, a huge change. Well said. Ashley, how we, what, what advice would you give? Um, I think they should work on like, um, emphasizing like leadership in their program because I think it's like the upperclassmen and the leaders that we have in the track program that like really make the biggest difference and if you don't have strong leaders like that culture won't last. 
Awesome. Molly, take us home on this question. I think just start with the kids. Um, I mean, our team has been incredibly successful the past couple of years, but eventually that success on the track is going to end. But I hope the culture will be sustained because of how good a job the coaches and the upperclassmen have done and just kind of continuing the cycle. And like the other two said, the leadership and the less about the sport and more just about the environment itself. Awesome. We're going to finish with a thing called the final word. And I want you to address this to maybe, I mean, when I look at Ashling and, and Molly working out with our, you know, third, fourth, and fifth graders here at Summer, Goose has got the little kids, um, and they'll get there at some point. But maybe my middle school kids, some of the kids that are in Girl Got Game and Sports and Rec, and maybe even their parents, what would you want them to know about the opportunities with track? I would just say it's more, even if you're scared of, of running or you don't like running or throwing or whatever, there's always a place for you. And maybe you don't feel like you fit in really with where you are now, but chances are if you go to a team with over 150 kids, you're gonna find people that you're okay to connect with and you're gonna have a great time and make lasting connections. I love it. Final word from you, Molly? I think just what Will said, couldn't have said it better myself, just you'll, you'll find your niche and even if you think right now there's no way and you're, um, you're scared to go out for track, I think there's no better place for you to find yourself in high school and even in the youth program, there's, there's always a spot for you, whether you manage, you throw javelin, you hurdle, run distance, there's definitely, there's definitely somewhere for you and the track team wants you there too, they genuinely want you to be there. Awesome. Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I agree. Like, I think you'll build like amazing connections with people. Um, it's a great place to like um, find new friends, and you'll learn so much like about the sport and about yourself if you join the track program. So, all my young kids out there, and my parents of the young kids, I hope you listen loud and clear what these three phenomenal kids have talked about. That the track does have something. The track and field program has something, and let's not forget another part of the track and field program we don't talk a lot about is cross country. Uh, in the fall time, um, and there's just a lot of opportunity with that. So first of all, um, you know, to, to my audience, uh, if you don't know these three people, you really should get to know them. Um, they're not only phenomenal athletes, uh, but that's not how I'll remember the three of these people. I'll remember them as phenomenal summer workers and really, really good people. So I want to thank the three of you for coming on the You Said It podcast. Uh, I the pressure's on. There's no way the coaches could even do half of the job that you're doing. But we're gonna have to get a big podcast room because we're bringing 33 track coaches in here <laughs> to talk about the amazing uh, sustained culture. So again, my continued best wishes to the track program, which you'll be a big part of next year. You too, your family forever in the track field. That's the way I understand it. Uh, I know you'll be rooting for these guys, and I know well when someone does break your record, it will be bittersweet. <laughs> But I think if I had to predict if you were there watching that, you'd be the first one up to congratulate them. And that's, that's culture, folks. So, again, thanks for coming on the Youth Center podcast. Um, we're going to hopefully have this up tonight. And uh, I wish you two the best of luck. Clemson and Northeastern get two wonderful people. So, and we're going to have our own wrap-up uh, right after summer fun. And we say goodbye to you guys as you head off to the next step of your life. And you're not going anywhere. You'll be here next year. All right? All right, that wraps up our You Senate podcast. 
We'll be up next week uh, with a couple of new topics that we're going to be talking about. And as we finish every podcast, we always say too much passion is never enough passion.